Okay, and the meeting is now being recorded. Mr. Lachin. Let's get started. Okay, good afternoon. This is a special meeting of the San Francisco Urban Forestry Council Planning and Funding Committee. The date is Wednesday, October 18th. The time is 4.09 p.m. Please note that the ringing and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar devices that you order the removal of anyone using or similar device. For remote participants, please note that the ringing of phones can still happen virtually and is still prohibited. Please ensure your device is silenced. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. For comments on matters that are not on the agenda, there will be an opportunity for general public comment. Participants who wish to comment in person will be asked to come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Just for reference, the mic is my laptop here. Members of the public participating remotely may comment by calling into the meeting. Opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001, entering access code 2664-999-1182, and the meeting password SFGOV, that's S-F-G-O-V. When connected, dial star 3 to be added to the speaker queue. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down any other devices. Alternatively, members of the public may submit public comment by email to environment at sfgov.org. Comments submitted via email will be forwarded to the council members and will be included as part of the official file. I will now read the land acknowledgement. The Urban Forestry Council Planning and Funding Committee acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone peoples who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community and to affirm their sovereign rights as First Peoples. We honor the Ramatush Ohlone for their enduring commitment to steward Mother Earth. We recognize that the Ramatush Ohlone have lived in harmony with nature for millennia and that to achieve a truly ecologically sustainable future for San Francisco, we must embrace indigenous traditional ecological knowledge and how we care for the city's lands, waters, and all its people. I will now call the roll. Chair Lachin? Here. Member Crawford? Here. Member Sullivan? Here. Chair Lachin, we have a quorum. Outstanding. Let's get started. Thank you all for coming. All right, the next item is item two, adoption of minutes of the August 1st, 2023 Urban Forestry Council Planning and Funding Committee meeting. Explanatory document is the August 1st, 2023 meeting draft minutes. This item is for discussion and action. I move to adopt. Any discussion? No? All right. How about public comment? Okay, we'll begin with public comment here in the room. Once in person comments concluded, we'll proceed from public comment. Are there any members of the public or president in the room today who wish to speak? If so, please come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. And see none, we'll proceed to remote public comment. Just one moment. Hey, those of the public wish to make a public comment on this item, should now press star three to be added to the speaker. Sorry, holding the key to continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. And see no callers in the queue. Public comment on this item is closed. I will now call the roll. Chair Lachin? Aye. Member Crawford? Aye. Member Sullivan? Aye. All right, the motion passes. Let's move on. Great. Right, the next item is item three general public comment. This item is for discussion. 
Are there any members of the public or president in the room today who wish to speak on this item? And we do have uh, one member of the public who wishes to speak. Your three minutes begins now. Okay, um, thank you very much. I think it's a two part general public comment. The first has to do with the uh, recent 12 million IRA grant that was awarded to San Francisco for a five year urban forestry project. So I did um, review that grant proposal and was a little surprised that there was no letter of support from the Urban Forestry Council. Um, as there was a letter of support from the mayor, from the director of public works, from various neighborhood organizations uh, that may be impacted by specifically from uh, DACs or district disadvantaged communities, but nothing from the Urban Forestry Council. And so I would just like to uh, suggest that perhaps the Urban Forestry Council find ways that it can become involved in the administration of whatever programs are a result um, of that grant and to ensure that this is not just a five-year project, but hopefully a 25 or even 50-year project as forests go. Um, and secondly, as everyone uh, in the room knows, I presented to the full council back in March um, a community-based resolution calling for a moratorium on tree removals other than trees that were hazardous and only applying to trees under the city's jurisdiction. Uh, the takeaway from that back in March was that it would come back to this committee um, for readjustment of the language. Um, there's been one meeting of this committee since that time, and it was not on that agenda. And I would really like this committee to follow through on that commitment and that takeaway from that meeting um, and have made myself available to assist with that. And uh, it's gone nowhere, which is really um, disheartening as a member of the public who worked very hard to draft and get a pretty broad consensus uh, on that resolution. So I would like this committee to please take that up as the full council asked it to. Thank you. Great. Thank you for your comment. And see no additional members of the public in the room. We'll proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public participating remotely who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the speaker queue. And seeing none, public comment on this item is closed. All right, let's move on to item four. Okay, item four is discussion regarding progress on the Urban Forestry Council 2019 strategic plan. The speaker is Jesus Lozano, Urban Forestry Council coordinator. The explanatory document is the Urban Forestry Council 2019 strategic plan. This item is for discussion. All right, good evening, everybody. Uh, this should be a um, quicker um, item. Uh, the goal of this one is to go over the strategic priorities specifically of the um, San Francisco Urban Forestry Council strategic plan that uh, ends this year, 2023, uh, just to see where, how uh, things have developed um, as far as those priorities go and uh, maybe some discussion on um, how we either decide to readopt these same strategic priorities or adapt them to our current situation. Um, we can kind of go through them um, pretty quickly uh, um, and then discuss them one by one, if that sounds all right with everybody. Um, the first one 
being to develop policy recommendations related to management of the arid forest with respect to biodiversity, tree species palette, and availability, uh, and climate change. Um, that's breaking down as acquiring data on trees being planted from all stakeholders, Reckon Park, including data, um, et cetera, including data on the carbon intensity of trees being planted, consider how to create mechanisms to obtain good tree stock of rare and underplanted trees, and make formal requests to all stakeholders for reports on what they are planting and why, and why incorporate this request into the annual report process. Update our recommended tree planting list for street trees and parks open slash open space based on information from prior steps. This will be the heart of the policy recommendation and will be coordinated by the street tree list process. Um, just to kind of touch on that, uh, as in the years that this has been set forward, the street tree list has been updated. The at least number three, um, those questions have been added to the annual report process. Um, but I would like input on the portions one and two of that same strategy, or or how would we like to rate our success for for that item? Yeah. Um, the number one. So. I mean, it, it sort of is where it is, right? We were partially successful on acquiring, just straight up acquiring data, and some agencies are not really responding, right? Right. It's been a yeah, it's been a sort of uh, perennial um, problem. The the carbon intensity thing, I I'm not sure is is. At the end of the day, incredibly that all that is primarily dependent on the trees surviving. So it, I, I wouldn't necessarily focus on that part of it. I, I would kind of focus on okay, what are we still missing? Who are or are there agencies that are yeah. year over year not provi providing the planting the species planting data? Okay, that's 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 how I would take that one. Like. We have agencies that are consistently not telling us what it is they're planting. Maybe they're telling us how many, but they're not telling us what. Is there a way to for them to give us that information? Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if there's Nick or Andrew if you guys have a different take on this. Number one. Um, yeah, I think. <clears throat> another way beyond just the, the annual report survey associated with it that we could get more interfaced with, you know, the agencies and kind of more conversation on those kind of topics. Because I think, you know, there's only so much I think we can force people to. Right. So that's a good point. Maybe what we need is, and I'm willing to do this is a one paragraph explanation of why it is we're asking, right? Like you're asking how much of stuff we're planting, how much we're planting, but like, why are you also asking what? Like it's not necessarily immediately obvious if you're, I don't know, bored or something. Um, 
So that would be helpful. I'm, I, I can write an explanation and Jesus can you know, edit it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'd be interested in first finding out if, there's, if there are agencies that are repeatedly not providing this info. Yeah, I can pull that together. Uh, for me, when I see data, it sounds like, like something that's a lot more than just the number of trees planted. Right. That's really all we're asking for. But when we say acquired data, that seems to suggest like species location is, you know, what the size of the tree planted, or oh, really okay. more than just how much trees. Well, I guess so. The, I guess the question is what is the balance between asking people for all of that, which certainly would be interesting to have, and then actually respond. Yeah. And I'm thinking the, the more you ask, the less the right, right. The rate of response drops. So I'm thinking number and species should be pretty easy. They should, they ought to have a list, right, of what they bought. Right? Yeah. They're purchasing somewhere. There should be like an invoice. You bought three hundred crepe rolls. Like I. <laughs> I mean, again, we're not talking about BPW. So I'm kind of wondering, okay, if we ask for that, and maybe we don't ask for where they went and whether they got planted even, or what the size was, just, you know, ship over the invoice. So we have an idea of what, you know, what you at least intended to plant. That seems to me to, to, me to be very norm, um, very painless. Right. They don't have to go into GIS. They don't have to go to GIS. Yeah. Some of the bigger agencies could export a GIS letter. If you knew the right person to ask, and they, um, like for us, if you ask the right person, they can send you a layer of all of our trees planted for the year. There may be some, uh, like an analog of that in Correct Park and maybe SFO or you see, uh, let's, really sure. all right, let's try this because it's somebody, somebody's going to have to receive that data and that's somebody's answers. So here's what I would suggest. Can we maybe call up a few agencies and say, okay, here's what we're after. What kind of data do you, what kind of format would be easiest for you? Right. And then Jesus can kind of decide, is that something he can handle? Because if somebody says, oh yes, sure. We have a GIS layer. Does Jesus have a you know, RFP license that you can actually open it with. So stuff like that. So um, so maybe reconsidering the way we receive the, the annual data. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the that's the place to act. I don't see this going anywhere else. Frankly. Okay. So just to kind of keep these a little bit on the shorter end, um, then Mm, items three and four have been moving along. Yeah. Uh, for item two, there um, we aren't actually as interested in that specific carbon data. Uh, just considering the rest of the benefits that our our trees provide, um, like outside, like at that at the stage that they're being planted at. Right. Um, so uh, this 
kind of moving forward for updating this item potentially it would be more on how we receive data from yes different um different sources yes okay yeah um, and, and just raising the bar kind of minimally to say all right what is it rather than just how many like that's that's Cool. Um, all right. So, can we move to strategy number two? Mm -hmm. All right. Strategy number two is to expand focus of the council to consider all trees in San Francisco. Um, item one under that one is to obtain data on tree canopy through LIDAR and how canopy is changing over time. Number two is to prioritize the urban forest master plan phase two, parks and open space. And number three, to prepare for phase three, um, to learn what other cities are doing with backyard trees currently in the process, uh, and B, to work with the planning department on developing policy for backyard trees. I think we've done a bunch of stuff in like 1928 with just, you know, the noisy radar data that we did receive and now they do LIDAR data. But I thought we had some pretty interesting and good information that I think the city hall probably is. Around the city, all of that. Um, as far as the item two and or the item two and three on this, I don't know how else to push that forward. I've been frustrated, you know, ever since we completed the urban forestry, the phase one urban forestry report, that you know there's a disconnect in the agencies around you know parks and rec desire to push in further master plan or assessment and and uh, phase three. I think there's you know planning doesn't want to. At least historically, not wanted to touch something as it relates to private property and anything and anything that would be seen as a plan or a dictating in that way that those that the, that the trees on on private property. So I don't know. You know, I think there's. I'm at a loss like how this kind of oh, parks and open space and how that would or would not ever you know kind of, oh yeah forward. There's other, you know, it, what I've always heard is that, it, you know, from planning that it has to be something basically initiated by Parks and Rec and that they could, they would assist and we could, you know, kind of be part of, participate in that planning and in, in, in developing a plan, but that it, there's no, no will on the Parks and Rec side. Yes. So just as like part of my work for the, in support of the council, I've been, surveying folks on this topic um, from parks. I've heard that there's like lack of staff time such funding to put effort into the phase two, um, at least from the folks that were previously identified as the group of people that would do that. Uh, but they did just receive $2 million um, in IRA funding to do urban forest planning at least in the Bayview, that the money that was awarded to, to them, not the Bayview, that was awarded to them is for urban forest planning in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm in a, a kind of, in a little bit bewildered, have been trying to figure out who uh, is doing that. Um, so I've been, I've been talking to, to a few folks that just try to figure out how to like kind of loop them into the council 
and and how we can be supportive of that. Uh, so maybe that's kind of a way to start. Uh, I think that it seems like a rough thing to task you with if, if you've got to like slew through Brett Parker and figure out like who to talk to on that. That seems a massive. Yeah, I've, I've, I've tapped Spencer. But, but we as a, a council could just invite Brett Parker to send it to the director okay. and they could delegate wherever and say, we're super excited to hear about this. Invite you to come to many other council offices. It doesn't have to be. It, it, he would, the director would know who to. Um, yeah, that and it can be that's that's true, and it can be a friendly invitation. You know, tell them or yeah, uh -huh. want to be supportive. Come tell us what's the planning. And... Uh, I also guess in in this in this specific phase two item. Um, just from like my consideration, um, the rec park does have a pretty robust natural resource management plan, like strategic plan. Um, and I considering that that's like a very forestry, like, like ecosystem restoration forward plan. I'm struggling to see how that's not somewhat of a phase two master plan for them. Um. Maybe it hasn't been looked at that way, but I think that kind of comes into the discussion that we've had back and forth a little bit of like, are we discussing only trees in this space and like what that looks like for folks on the natural resources management team, like Spencer. Um, Is that like a center engineering? Yeah, the natural resource yeah, which I, I get the importance of that, but that's kind of different in some way because I think yeah. that is a true focus. You know, right. It's, it's but if, really, it's, if it's tree removal, plant installation focus, right. like there's, there's tree stuff in there. Um, and I guess I was assuming that there's a little bit more holistic and kind of when we look at like parks and open space because there's a lot more. If, it, if you're talking about the natural resources areas, those are like very specific. Yeah. Yeah. So physical area within the parks. Systems, yeah. What about the rest of very defined restoration and kind of and ecological goals and habitat goals related to them that are, in my mind, quite different than like a kind of a traditional urban forestry, which has a whole bunch of other yeah issues. I guess though, like if their concern is like more focused on like like this kind of broader discussion of their natural resources and other areas depending on how they manage them. They have these plans already in place. Mm -hmm. Like, can we help them adapt those into, like if that content exists already, can our council serve to help adapt those into a better forest well, plan? We, we were very involved in CINRAT, right? So I'm kind of more interested in the rest of it, right. the okay. rest of the yeah. park and rec. Story, <clears throat> their whole center isn't correct or wrong. That's not the whole. That is the most trees, but it's not necessarily the the most individual park units. Um, some parks are really small; they really aren't in the significant natural areas. Um, um, their their importance in the natural area scene is not all that great, but their importance to urban forestry immediately in that neighborhood is actually. Substantial. So they can tell us. They can tell us. Yes, our entire philosophy is based on Sinra. 
that's fine. I okay. don't think it is. No. Um, I don't think it is. And so I, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. honestly it's a lot of a different issue. It's a lot bigger issue because I think there's you know, trying to street tree, you know, doing street tree inventory and management of that is a much smaller resource in some ways than yeah. yeah. than parks and open space. And I, I get the hesitation, and there's also I think hesitation in trying to put out those goals and identify, you know, from everything from like why identifying hazards and having like you know uh, um, responsibility for identifying those to maybe resources to even you know implement pieces of it. I don't know. I know there's a lot of different issues and reasons why there's no where we have been able to get this going forward, but I think that maybe we look at the funding and current funding that they've got as a way of kind of kickstart this and that could be the first step in looking at this and because I think that the you know the softness is the most uh, important when we look at all the laid off LIDAR information and kind right. of canopy uh, health the most important location I think in a lot of ways the most lacking location so that'd be a good one to start with that. Okay. Uh so, so it's one of the hotter parts of the city and it needed the most shade. Yeah. Right. Forward, yeah. So the LIDAR, it sounds like the flyover has happened and is in processing for like a new set of LIDAR information for the entire city. Well, I don't think the last ones up here seem to be quite pristine. Yeah. Like they've done all the which have pulled in all the information that was available, part of which was updated, but most recently On Monday? Uh, we succeeded in getting into the Civil Service Commission's approval for a new street tree LIDAR scan. So that's moving ahead. $1.9 million eight year. Anyway, it could be extended for up to 10 years for this contract. So it'll be a vehicular scan of every street. And then the Probably. streets that aren't paved will walk them with like a backpack, backpack thing. That's sweet. I'll have to somehow work around the person's head for the lasers, but uh, it'll be a scan of all the street trees and we'll have. Do you know if it gives us more data also on the basins and basin conditions? Uh, that's a harder thing for them because if a parked car is blocked, okay. they have to with that. Yeah. So kind of us, they'll be able to tell us like, to the centimeter level accuracy of DVH. And, even count how many leaves are on the tree and leaf area. Can they tell the species? They they did not process species. The sales pitch was there working on it. Yeah, no, I've seen I've seen okay. uh, uh, I've seen urban forestry plans where they use the line art to get down the species Seems like they're better at that on a forestry scale yeah. where it's like Native species, yeah, there's twelve species to work with. Yeah, yeah. And the okay. activity of it can be zeroed in on, and you've got like three of one species, twelve of another species. <laughs> but but okay, that's a that's a big step forward. Yeah, you'll so have volume for the first time. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, so then, just also to keep us moving, it sounds like this. The strategy shouldn't really be updated, but maybe just the way we move about it is is changing. Like we need to 
invite them to talk about their new funding um, as well as like um, kind of maybe if that's already moving, start focusing more on phase three. Yeah, I would say invite discussion about phase two. Like, what is there something that where we can be useful to Reckonfart? Understanding that Sinram is part of their story, it's not the whole story. Okay. Understanding that we are probably more focused on everything else. So, all right, is there a place for urban portrait council input? Okay. Um, Igor, I think. Hey, Susan, I think I told you that I heard when I was at the 30 by 30 conference last week that apparently the big flyover did happen over San Francisco. Mm -hmm. For ladder, the one that the DT was organizing. Oh, and so there is a airport. I, I think it actually happened. Yeah. Oh, so we're just now waiting for the download. Oh, great. So we'll have both an airborne scan and a grass one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should be able to get volume. Yeah. yeah. And then to do it every couple of years mm -hmm. as part of our contract to see if our trees are growing, trees are growing or shrinking with the effects of drought. Yeah. Do we have a mm -hmm. good rain year or two good rain years? Do we have a lot of growth? That's the contract. Okay. Should be able to tell you where we need to put in more water. Like that would be a then the effect of planting versus removing actually. So maybe we can confirm that with Brian and GT. Okay. All right. Cool. Outstanding. Strategy three: steps to strengthen the Urban Forestry Council. Well, number one: develop membership of the UFC, and that means expanding recruitment of new members by growing a crop of people who would be good candidates. Getting people to come to committee meetings. Articulate criteria for what we need from agencies who are sending representatives, including demographics. Committee structure that allows for non-council members to participate. Uh, and increase existing membership participation by reviewing meeting times. Um, uh, number two there, plan ahead to manage leadership transition in position of the chair. And three, seek additional funding in, and in-kind resources, additional staff support, ask existing contributors for more money, and explore grant opportunities. Um, so this one, I think, has been difficult, but um, I think we've got a pretty cool uh, group of folks that have submitted applications um, and are continuing to seek folks, um, uh, both from like leadership here at our department uh, and and leadership at DPW, also like kind of suggesting folks. Um, we have we're hoping to have folks appointed. In sorry, what, what, next month or December? That's right. We're targeting um, early December. Okay. Yeah, early December. Um, our agency representatives are the ones that have been holding the council down um, as far as uh, our membership. So I don't know that we've, at least while I've been here, that we've discussed of uh, what we need from agencies. Um, in that context, um, but for, and it also sounds like we have uh, reviewed meeting times, uh, but this has also been shaken up quite a bit by like, like COVID and returning to in-person now, like in a, like a pretty different world. Um, 
And so for the other items, I don't know. I, I don't have particular input on, on the other ones, but I guess for your discussion. Um, so, yeah, as, I, as you know, I've been frustrated trying to get this to move forward as far as kind of new appointments. Um, and I know there's been all these challenges with, you know, coming back to the back end versus and all these other things. But I think it'd be helpful to have like, somebody from either like the planning and funding and or either the head of somebody from planning and funding or the council chair. Somebody that's involved in conversations with SFE when this is happening because it's been a real frustration where we've had people submitting applications and waiting, and there's been, you know, all of these vacancies on the council. And I think we want to get, you know, there's a lot of people, myself included, who have been on here for a long time and trying to get, you know, some new blood and <coughs> folks on the council, but just a frustration. So I think when those conversations happen, as, as, new, as we get additional applicants, uh, if there's a reason or an issue with moving forward, I think getting the council involved in those conversations is critical. But also, I understand the demographic concerns and having like, the diversity and equity and all of that covered in council membership. It's been historically a challenge trying to get, you know, Diverse group of folks on the council, and um, I, if there's, you know, as part of that, part of that ongoing interagency and other folks, I, again, I would urge to make sure that we have council on those conversations. And if there's other, you know, if there's, I, I, I've struggled with how we get, you know, other than kind of, you know. Personal outreach, how do you get those people, get the right people or more diverse group of folks, uh, demographics on, on the council? No, I don't have an answer to that specifically. But I mean, I know it takes making a phone call with knowing people and meeting people and getting them. Yeah. yeah. And, and getting people who are able to, you know, spare the time. That's not insignificant. So, yeah. But again, I think when we've got, you get when you get applicants sitting around sitting on it when we sit on applications for no no that's a separate problem that's yeah. that's a big problem that's that's so jesus if there's something we can do let's let's you know, i yeah. i don't understand where the where the so uh, right now we have at least one applicant for every seat and like regardless of what happens we should be moving forward in december um, and okay. that includes all of the reappointments for all of the uh, sitting council members. So, unless there's any further surprises, that should be good. Um, and just until December, uh, considering the folks that have left the council, I'm going to continue to do outreach and like get as many folks involved in in wanting to join us as possible. But that's that's the news as of right now. Okay, then let's let's end on a positive note and say yes, we're we're making progress on council recruitment. Okay. Um, um, I guess there's like in, in context considering like for number two, like that's like on today's agenda. Um, and number three, um, like we have been working on that. This item should stay about the same. Um, but the efforts should also just continue. Like on funding, on seeking additional funding and yeah. resources. 
again, I think one of the things that have, you know, that Dan Flanagan used to be like a super champion of was, you know, banging on doors and making sure that the, the compliant commitments to the funding commitments to the council, because, you know, historically it's been a real huge challenge where we've got like, it's been really uneven and obviously you guys know there's not funding associated with your time. That means you get zero time and then it's all relying on basically volunteer efforts by council members, which can be hard to rank also. Uh, I don't know if there's an action immediately, but I think it's just something that we have to have. There should be some regular part of funding, part of planning and funding, I think, that, you know, has, you know. Okay. You know, I really haven't given it much thought. I, so I think, again, because I think, you know, Flanagan, Dan used to be the cheerleader for that. He was the one that really has, like, made huge efforts, you know, ten years, eight, eight years ago to reestablish re funding multiple agencies that have pulled it all back. So I just want to make sure that we don't find ourselves again, especially looking at you know, potential budget for shortfalls in the coming year, and actually further that we don't find ourselves again with, you know, agencies all uh, pulling back or eliminating funding, which really impacts what we're doing. Um. I guess on that sense of things, like that's something uh, I'm currently working on, okay. like reaching out to departments for my four quarters. Um, would that, could I then, like kind of with this context, like ask for y'all to provide input um, into like whatever, Writing and putting together to to add, to make those asks, um, or how do we kind of navigate um, who's making knocking that door? Because as a department, well, part of the planning and funding was like you know that there, again we when we started when we were doing originally we uh, broken planning and funding apart to funding and planning in a separate committee because there was so much so much issue around funding of the committee of the council. And I think once we've got like steady and you know some some steady commitments on funding, we've ended up putting it back together again because it was less of an issue. I don't know that there's like a huge action. I think it just you know the, the I think that's what more your plate and you are, but you know the part, I, I would I think part of the planning and funding chair should, the, the planning and funding chair should be involved at least in kind of making sure making those asks and making sure that we're like as a council kind of pushing. Yeah. Uh, who at SFP does the invoicing? We get an email from them once a year. I don't remember. Joe. Is it Joe? Yeah. Because uh, they, they provide a short list of who's currently funding and how much. Look at that. Yeah. I, I can provide those recordings. Yeah. Okay. And then we could. We could uh, make some calls and see who's not contributing, and we could, and we could ask for more. Our like, school of thought with budget stuff is to ask for yeah, more every probably. year. Yeah. And you don't get it on down years, but we can lock it in. And if you don't ask, then we're not. Well, I mean, what, is, what we've been talking about with our program manager is to basically double the ask yeah. this year. So right now, the funding from the five departments, which is more or less a, more or less a parity 
is to ask them to bring the public works to, to double the funding so that then this position is fully funded to be devoted to their forage capital. I thought you meant like there'd be six SFB staff in the room. That is something we could do in the short term, I think. We could we could at least write a letter saying, look, urban forestry is having its moment in the sun. It's embarrassing that this position isn't fully funded. Um, let's let's make it happen. Um, obviously, we're not going to go with quite such. Who's going to show budget leadership and support? There we go. There we go. That's the, that's the phrase that I'm looking for. Who will show budget leadership? Okay. Okay. Uh, are we good to move to strategy four? Okay. Um, so, strategy four is develop a communications plan. Last point on here was explore grant opportunities. Yeah. And Cal Fire did say that they'd be willing to fund um, things that are that are just planning related. So oh. perhaps they they would be interested. Well, there's two different pieces of that too. There's there's like just having funding for the council, so we have staff right. really to like function. But and then and you know, increased and increased funding would be you know but, ideal. Could Calfire pay some of their salaries? That I don't know. I think that's program dependent on where mm -hmm. those grants work. It, I think it'd be dependent on how that was pitched because it sounded from Tanner like it was really kind of like if it was funding to kickstart a position or like the new actions uh, uh, from a position that they would fund it for a certain amount of time, but <laughs> but not the not the like like kind of years forward. Okay. Yeah. yeah. it's pretty. It's generally pretty project specific. It's yeah. Like actual implementation. It was more like if we could fund a job to get a program started, then they'll do that, but not to continue the funding in the future. Use the old San Francisco city funding trick of you create a position and then you can never get rid of it. So just find ways to pay for it. Like if if that's what we need, by Cal Fire to sort of take it open, and then once it's created, so then. Like exploring that. So, okay. so Jesus would become the urban forestry czar. Does that sound? Coordinator doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have the. Doesn't have the. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Sponsored by Cal. Sponsored by Cal. <laughs> Did I get a jacket? I'll wear it. Down here. I'll get one of those cool. Cal Fire polos. The vinyl wraps on your car. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not against it. Uh, okay. Uh, develop communications plan. Yes. Uh, number one is to create a packet about the UFC that tells the story and outlines our role and activities. Number two is to look for pro bono assistance in giving us a communications and outreach strategy. Number three is to engage other groups to carry our news. Take advantage of existing department newsletters to put in feature articles uh, to reach out to neighborhood groups to carry features about our work in their neighborhood newsletters and meetings and to figure out who can write these articles. Uh, number four is to reach out to the Board of Supervisors involving more of the council members in relationship building and communicating our priorities. 
most of these are moving along. Um, I think we focused quite a bit on this in our last planning and funding meeting and have um, some action items that we've all been kind of moving forward. Uh, I'm not sure about the pro bono assistance on a communication and outreach strategy, but um, the rest of these items are in progress. Uh, definitely need more work, but are in progress from my point of view. Um, do is looking for that pro bono assistance still a high priority or? Um, it was aspirational, I think, more than operational. <laughs> okay. We were hoping for it rather than anybody having a specific path forward. Um, any, I don't think that one needs much. This week we hired our volunteer coordinator for the street tree nursery, Ross. He's full ideas and energy and wants to pursue all kinds of things. So, Chris, Radia, and Ross, you know, and then Ross is going to focus on planting in Sonoma for a while, but. Yeah, if you want to come Yeah. So, staff. I'll reach out to Ross. Cool. Um, and just to keep us moving, since it doesn't sound like we have much on that one. I would say that just uh, doing the, the, the 20, year, 20 years of the Urban Forestry Report, I guess, you know, it's always been meeting this drone, but it's an opportunity to take. Or just highlighting and bringing conversation on the forestry, especially the board of soups and kind of using ways to part of the, the reason we've been, you know, what we've always been pushing and trying to get more members on the full council involved, doing the outreach and coordinating with soups so that they understand, A, not just who we are, but more importantly, using it as a, like a way to bring them. Involve them in the urban forestry or forestry issues and any way to connect people and groups and other everyone else broadly across the city. That's, I think, in my mind, whole communications bit is about using the council to be a, like the voice of the cheerleader for urban forestry, finding ways to like connect people and programs and all those other things. It's a, it's a sounds almost you know, when you read this, like, is it we're like. Telling us you know, that the communications about us as a council, which is part of it, really more about their forest. All right. I'm back. Strategy back. Articulate canopy goals. Our overall goal is maximizing tree canopy. Over the next three years, focus on replanting tree stocking goals. Um, that's street trees, park trees, recreation areas, uh, natural areas, school trees, uh, other public land trees, um, and private property trees based on development of reasonable targets by land use type, develop target stocking goals based on this analysis and recommended policies to the city as a whole. This one, I don't have a ton of input on. Um, 
Do you, do you all have notes for me on item on strategy five? No, not really. I think what we could do is we could sort of get a snapshot of where we are now. So there is a school tree, green schoolyard initiative, right? That's that's this year's big Cal Fire thing. Um, you know, you got the street trees. I don't know what the parks really stand, but you know, where did the street tree stand after again five years of property? Um, I, I would sort of try to get a snapshot of where where we think we stand with each of these. I think that's a worthwhile idea. Yeah, I think this is part of part of this as well. Like you know, when your mentor Mike was really like uh, spearheading and trying to find ways to have like lighter information and other street tree surveys that have been done in the past to inform where there's you know what we you want know, to help inform at the agency level where these where you know the region where there where's where there's lacking canopy and um, you know there's goals lined out in phase one master plan master plan around canopy and you know and I, I think the goal the, the goal should be around we're supposed to be around you know we don't have the resources you know I don't think we put it to like you know to get in super depth of like pulling together all of those um, detailed information from all these different agencies. That's not necessarily helpful. What we're going to be able to do right well with you know our partner staff person, but I think it's about like you know finding ways to again you know inform what the agency set forward as policy whether it's W or Bureau of Forestry versus school, etc. I don't know. Could we even just look for their policy documents to see if they have a canopy goal or even some mention of canopy? Because I think that's one of the things with the green schoolyards, right? They finally got to the point like, like, yeah, we need more, you know, tree canopy in schools. Okay, so that's a, all right, DPW, I don't know actually what the, that's phase one. Okay, so that's in there. Park trees, what does, you know, and again, this would be just a conversation with park department, like, what is, do they have a overarching canopy goal? Um, but I don't know, I also don't have a, like, an actionable. Well, I think the goal was around trying to, you know, help. To, to articulate what those what we thought those goals should be because you know again citywide it's you know there's a there's most there's a lack of, of canopy in that trying to get a little bit better recommendation based on the whether it's you know, right yes that's yeah right 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 and you know pushing those issues at the, to the to the various agencies that pass. But informing policy, okay. So, okay. I think that could be powerful if the council had like that should be the priority. We should plan to locate the areas that have uh, 
high heat burden to have uh, a disproportionate pollution burden. Right. Uh, they have uh, disadvantaged neighborhoods. Um, just stick to high level stuff like that. Uh, sure. Because I found that every year that changes dramatically where the state has their own mapping and then there's a new Calumbar screen and then federal grant money doesn't use the state mapping, they have their own mapping. Right. And like if you get too granular on it, but right. but it would be helpful to have this like elevator pitch of this is this is where we're prioritizing planting. And then I can go to folks and say like, oh, that's super cool. You did all that planting, but it's all in affluent areas where that already have a lot of canopy. Like, where is the where's the planting in place of it? And at the most, like, I think that that could be something that we could do. Some moral policy statement to in, to inform to inform policy. each of these to inform <laughs> yeah, each of yeah. these settings. Okay. Um, I don't think that would be that. Hard for us to do something. It would be that hard to do, but I just again like trying to understand like what is the goal of it or something. You know, if you're trying to move a needle with, you know. Well, that's my yeah. So, for example, the schools finally have a needle, right? Until this year, I don't think they had a needle. Yeah, I don't think like tree canopy was something they really measured. No, not even measured. They didn't even noticed. And now it's like no, actually. This this is a parameter we are concerned with. Yeah, is that true? Is that true of say park park and rec? Is tree canopy something they measure? Maybe not, and maybe they have good reasons why not for natural areas. There's a great sign that there the federal grant is for urban forest planning yeah. in southeast of. It sounds like they do get that. Okay, so so they have a needle somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's have them articulate their needle. That's, I guess, more my thing. Um, okay. How were you um, thinking about it, Andrew? No, that's all good. I was I was going to like, I wasn't sure. I wasn't I, mean, I wasn't at the last meeting, so I don't know how this how that like the part one of this whole conversation, what 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 that was all about. I because I think that like I thought part of what this was like this these were like this this whole idea of like how trying to use you know create goals and use that as a way to inform policy and basically like pushing with the various agencies and other groups like even FUF etc that had like you know a significant amount of impact in kind of tree planting and urban forestry this was like a goal that was set by the full council in Maine. the whole point of this was to make a living document that we were like um you know getting all the voices on the council together and helping to create a plan that we thought represented what the council's goals should be and that everyone by it. So I think part of one one of the things that this what I part of what I thought this item was going to be about today was about just I mean it's good to take stock of what we've done and where we've been, but I think going forward it's Supposed to be about, I think, you know, it's about creating and, and, you know, having some sort of a, of a strategic plan or an idea of kind of a roadmap forward that relates to like 2023 forward, not necessarily right. uh, benchmarking again against 
no, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I, I'm thinking of what I'm suggesting as the first step in that process, because I think for a lot of these entities, this was not on the radar at all. And I think we were, we were thinking, yeah, let's kind of set canopy goals. And they're like, what canopy? <laughs> what are you talking about? So then the change to this strategy would be more to convene higher up leadership of these uh, of of these agencies to figure out where they stand on this, how what their needle is at the moment, um, and how we can support that decision making. Um, because right here, from from what this reads like, it's like we were going to independently figure that out and start suggesting things to them, but that seems like a much more difficult way to go about things. I, I'm open to either way. I, I don't. I don't have any problem with us telling you that. I just think it will. <laughs> it will not just fall on deaf ears. It will just not go anywhere. Yeah. So without them having an understanding of oh, okay, this is what we're talking about. All right. Is so that they here is to refresh. Um, but I also don't have an actual life, so I'll just try to our engagement with. Agencies. Um, and where goals are. Council housing. Okay. Strategy number six. Yeah. Attract additional funding for tree planting and protection. Okay, so that actually has sort of happened. Yes, somebody nod, please. <laughs> At least for the planting, right? There were grants. There are grants. Mm -hmm. Somebody nod. Okay. Yeah, all they've been talking about. <laughs> right. Okay, so that's that. I think has gone better in a sense than than maybe we would have expected. Um, Where is some local level? Better on a national level. Really, you would say a little worse than yeah. All of our funds go to our capital planning budget money got got wiped out. Our top L money went from one point seven to one. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I remember. I kind of all my stuff. Got yeah, out. I remember your presentation. That interested. Yeah, sad. And I ended on a hopefully we get federal money. <laughs> we we did didn't get it all. Okay. Um. So for for this strategy, it so like what we are have been talking about the most. Um. Do are there like any glaring opportunities for update for this particular strategy or? Um, do, does this stand pretty well as is as a path forward? I mean, a lot of this kind of hinges on the planning department, and we kind of have too much interaction <clears throat> as much as we once had. So maybe we try to talk to somebody in the planning and see if they have ideas they want to push forward. It is also like on a citywide level. I think it's you know a lot of this is. Set like a whole overall city budget, right? 
And I think that's the big issue here is that we've had there's been reductions in all that funding by the city. So it's really like you know it goes back to the only to the mayor's budget, but I mean I, I'm assuming that's really what's going to set all those funding, everything trickles down to the funding from that. There's not money at the city level dedicated to the corrections. You know, there's only so much you would be able to do by grants. I mean, I know there is very gratuitous that there's also federal dollars come through, but you know, for the state, I mean, I'm sorry, the local level, that's the, the key is getting the city to, to fund it. A recurring yeah. level, not a. Which I don't know. I mean, I know there's at this point, you can't even get like a response back from the mayor's office on like, Demands for more funding. I don't know what the what what you know what where the what the next step is, but you know they, that's what I mean. You know, sorry to interrupt. I you know what we could do, but this is from my from my selfish perspective. I don't have a good sense, Nick, for where the different funding streams are and what proportion of the overall budget they make. In other words, how much does prop B money? What proportion of your overall budget is that? Right? And how much what what your funding streams look like in other words, you had the capital part slash what how much is that of your total? 10%, 50%? What's the and the same we would then need to talk to Park and Rack, which um, I don't know that they actually break out their budget in that way. I don't think you have an urban forest people. Okay, so we could ask, where's their budget? What does their budget line look like? Is that safe? Um, the, the sort of incentives and credits, I think, is a separate conversation that we have on here. But just, okay, where are we with funding the city activities now? Like, what? It's $20 million a year for Street Tree SF property and then. For uh, about five million, depending on the capital for the year. Okay, so you're you're twenty five, twenty percent. Twelve million is over five years, so it's a two point two million dollar year bump. <laughs> I don't know if there's if there's a way to. Or we can just do what it says on here, which is to convene a summit and actually well, talk about it. But I think this was again from nineteen. I don't think this. You know, I don't know that this. I don't remember how much, if any, action was ever really executed. On we that. didn't do any of this. Right. Only Gordon Tassa hosts summits, apparently. <laughs> but I mean, the goal, well, the idea of that, you know, I think it was in that that piece. The number, the first piece was about like looking at other. Other other locations that are doing, you know, other municipalities that are having like, you know different ways or innovative ways, or you know whether it's you know different kind of Cal Fire grants that are funding different programs in some way, but about looking at like more broadly, like successful ways that others, sure, cities and, and municipalities have increased or turned around, kind of increased canopy and the funding associated with it. See what the okay. opportunity would be. I think new taxes that, that have been floated have not seen the light of day. 
there's any an idea for building decarbonization that never really made it out of anyone's office until mm -hmm. before. Right now, the new text is just probably maybe tight, but if if there were another position to dedicate funding for planting and force the the budget set aside, but to do that you need a political will. It's a lot right. easier to get people on board. With well, there's a couple of pieces to this. I think part of this was like you know, there's there's a part of like. Uh, I think this particular goal, the specific goal was about like finding, looking at, you know, other successful places and using, like seeing what we can, what lessons can be learned to have different kind of funding streams and other ways to increase beyond, you know, that the, the city budget. I think part of that, like just increasing funding generally would be also about, you know, I know that that's your work, the best strategy would be about trying to get either pay attention to I would try to work out a sort of conceptual model where you know where it is we're spending money on our forestry and like which you know here's here's the different activities agencies however you want to phrase it and then let's go and ask and we could call people in Los Angeles and say okay how do you you know a number of well, two questions do you have anything innovative you want know, to share right that isn't and question number two here's our actual inflow outflow kind of model how does that relate to what you're doing and do you see anything here that you're doing differently and so for example tree maintenance street tree maintenance very specific property okay street tree planning whatever the technical term for that is but there isn't a dedicated funding stream all right Los Angeles, where's your dedicated funding stream for structure planning? That's sort of how I see it in the sense that there's so much out there now that it's sometimes hard for, at least for me, in my limited brain, hard to connect, you know, exciting Cal Fire stuff with, okay, but here's what we actually need. Okay. So I'm trying you to. You have a limited brain on uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, anything after 3 p.m. is not working. So, but so rather than starting with the summit, I would sort of start with a free and flow chart of like, here is, you know, and some of those lines in the flow chart are just going to be red or a big X where it says there's actually no dedicated budget for this. Okay, well, City of Sacramento, how do you handle I don't think that's a bad thing to do. I think it's taxing, you know, I would probably see from the Jesus to do that. Mm -hmm. Again, I meant to like. Uh, How would you structure the conversation? Is, is all I'm asking. Well, I was actually, I'm, I'm still keep, I'm, I'm stuck on like the beginning of the, 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 the site of that, you know, like I, I thought that the kind of conversation was about like, you know, do we want to, we, you know, I thought at some point talked about you know the full council kind of mm -hmm. talking through and yeah. doing this. We did done like in whatever it was I think like thirteen and nineteen. So doing these kind of offsite moments where we like got the whole council mm -hmm. together and kind of reprioritized and strategized what the heck people wanted to spend their time focused on, 
and how we thought that best could serve what the council goals are yeah. and, and what additional goals should be. <laughs> so, like this one, for example, I don't know, but maybe like, you know, we had everybody on the council together today. So, might not think that like benchmarking ourselves like, or looking at other cities might not be the that may not be a good use of time, maybe sure. better to spend it, you know, finding, you know, ways to, you know, work with within the city or other agencies, Cal Fire, et cetera. And okay. Well we can we can maybe then we start with that. We float this whole thing through the full council. Yeah, so the point of we uh, could have a report out and say this what we said we were gonna do this is what we had time for, what we were able to do. And this is like, you know, these, you know, and make clear to, you know, what we said, we what we said in 19 and where we are in 23. And then, you know, I think. That's what this, this is for. Okay. So we could then move this, like, so we don't like start the full council with just kind of like this review of our strategies and where we are. Um, so we can come to the council with like some somewhat more of a structured discussion, um, okay. and then these items could be picked apart, um, either like all at once or like one at a time, or a few at a time over the next few meetings. Uh, not the following one, but uh, moving forward. So these notes will be turned into a draft of some sort for, right. for the full council to. to well, that make makes sense to me, and then it's part of like I mean, if we have like some way that we want to. Some, you know, like item six, which, you know, nothing was really done with. Yeah. So what we maybe need is just one sentence note under each item. Here's, here's the problem. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put that together from what our discussion has been. Um, I think we've got a pretty solid amount of information to share with everybody. Um, just to, I think because with this item, it sounds like we're more kind of leaning into discussion how to restructure it already. Um, and just to, as we've been kind of burning through a lot of time today, um, that's the six strategies. That's what we were hoping to review. Um, I don't think the rest of the, the whole document needs to be covered. Um, so unless there's any like other large discussing items on this, we can maybe move forward to. Public comments? And then move on. Let us public comment. Okay. Okay. Public comment. No. We would break quorum, but you know, if you need no, to use the, let's finish the, the member time. needs to use the register, we can uh, do that and then we can read it. Are we moving to a public comment right now? I believe so. Yes, everybody good? Okay. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak on this item? We do have one member who wishes to speak. All right, your few minutes begin now. Yeah, so going to uh, priority number one, which would suggest that if we're going to ask for that level of data, there'd be a really good reason for it. So I don't think most other departments that are part of the urban forestry report, urban forestry council's report, actually have that kind of tracking system in place. Certainly Red Park does not. Um, also regarding one and, and also two, three, and five, each of these sort of touches on policy. Um, and I think, you know, 
Andrew, which you were sort of alluding to, is that this needs to be a living, not a static document and reflect where we actually are. And one of the major changes since 2019 is the Climate Action Plan that called for departments and for the city to develop policies of preservation and basal replacement by 2023. That's this year. That's something that this council could be really helpful with um, in terms and, and also be hitting on multiple aspects of the, uh, the items in the strategic plan. Uh, going to number two, the urban forest plan sits on the planning website um, and right on the front page is a big thanks to Rec Park. So it's unclear to a member, this member of the public how Rec Park gets their logo and gets their praise but doesn't want to actually engage in implementing the plan. Um, further, I would note that in the past, this council has been very active in calling members of departments to come and make presentations as a way of basically creating some accountability and also making the answers known to the public why they perhaps are not interested in uh, actually implementing the urban forest plan. On uh, number four, the communications plan, um, you know, I would just point out that we are almost to the end of October. The urban forestry report is due out according to the uh, environment code section 120 something, chapter 12 of the environment code talks about the report being due as a matter of law by September 1st. So it would be great if the Urban Forestry Council could get back to that and then essentially make that a method, make that an annual reason to communicate with the public, let them know how we're doing. It doesn't need to sit in obscurity on the environment, uh, Department of the Environment's website. Oh boy, um, presentations, I already talked about that. Uh, summit, that's not hard to do in this post-COVID world. It's something I did during COVID just for uh, my own people. And um, you know, funding, the problem is that it's not seen as a priority. And if we learn how to tie it to things that are, are actual priorities, perhaps we will be more successful in getting funding for urban canopy. And then finally, regarding planning, there is a council member on this council from planning so I'm not sure why she's here, if not to engage planning on these items that we are talking about involved planning. Okay, thank you for your comment. And seeing no members of the public participating remotely, public comment is closed for this item. Moving along. Um, would the chair like to take a quick recess? Oh, okay. One, yeah, recess. Yes. One minute recess. Biologically. <laughs>
We're back. Oh, we are returning from recess. Just one moment. Okay, we are on item five discussion regarding the nomination and election of council officers. The speaker is Andrew Sullivan, council chair. Explanatory document is the San Francisco Urban Forestry Council bylaws. This item is for discussion. So I was just um, so I've been um, I've been uh, I was chair for about like two and a half years now, and um, we're supposed to be doing. We typically we done elections year annually. I know they. Um, you know, I think. With the COVID everything else been going on, um, getting back to the in person, everything we just haven't had the the last year. We never we were kind of like when I came on and took over Dan's position, and then last year we never did any. Um, so anyway, I was hoping that the next at the next full council, I wanted to uh, I, I was planning to put an item on to do. Um, I wasn't clear since um, we need to, if it has, if it can be. Can do a meeting in where we. Uh, Nominate and then elect all at once. Or I can't remember if we have to have uh, nominate and then the subsequent council meeting do election. I thought you could do everything at, at the same. Yeah, level. the nomination of the section three article. Sorry, I know I read through this a while ago. Yeah. If the office, uh, where is it? So. I know in the past, one of the reasons we had on the on the strategic plan this issue around kind of leadership is because we've had, you know, in the past, it was like um, for a long time, it was just like Dan and myself, or, um, you know, and then you've been doing vice chair for a while. So, but I think, you know, I just want to make sure that uh, we've got folks who would be interested and, and you know, have some. History and background with the council, ideally. So, um, anyway, I, I was just gonna. I, I don't know that we need to discuss this at any length, but my my goal was to to have that included for nominations and elections as part of the next council meeting. And we have some interested parties. I can't see anyone on the bus as we can't suggest nominating in March and then voting in May. Mm -hmm. But if the chair is vacated for the expiration of the term shall remain vacant until the next regular meeting at which time election shall be held. So really it's like kind of a matter of like like is the chair now vacated? And then if so, 
APS than special action. Well, it's also supposed to be, I mean, typically, that we, we, we typically supposed to do these once a year. It's been, you know, over two years. Yeah. I don't think that there's a problem. Um, I mean, um, I'm not sure the, the, the reasoning behind uh, this was just typically already held on, done in March. No. <laughs> okay. Do we just say this is belated? Yeah, we will do it again in March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Space it out. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. yeah, once the new members have time, had had it. Yeah, yeah. So it can... says March. Um, nominating in March. It doesn't say when. It doesn't say. Doesn't say when the. the, the it's a subsequent meeting that they're supposed to well, be. Well, so it says elections shall be conducted in May and then March shall state publicly. Oh, so I'm sorry, I guess that first. Ideally, it would be, but, but again, then there's the other, then there's the second paragraph, which is if the office of the chair is vacated, then election happens at the next regular meeting. That's also the the other option. Yeah. So I mean, again, I can uh, if what I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could have open it up for nominations at this coming meeting, and then we have an election if there's you know at the subsequent meeting. Because I don't want to. If, if I, I mentioned it at the last meeting, and I don't know how many folks. Oh, that might have opened it up then. That's true. We had a majority yeah. of the folks there. I know, but it was new business items. I just I don't I don't want to like if somebody if there's folks who are really interested in in um, chair or vice chair, I don't want to like you know spring it on them. Put the person I've been talking to in place, but you know, I've been pushing. I just and historically there hasn't been like a, a huge uh, a ton of folks in line uh, for either chair or vice chair. And um, which is why I thought we could streamline and just do it all at one meeting, but I'm happy to open it up for nominations next meeting. And then we can, if you um, have a uh, plan for election with subsequent meeting, that's okay. Okay, sounds fine. You could do that if no one objects. Yeah, we could do that. That does streamline. The possible action. Uh, sure. Uh, but like there you go. The possible. Just because again, I again, I mean, we've been having numbers on, so we can, we we can, you know, I think do an election. Exactly, and then open it back up again in March, and then have another plan for the offsite. Okay. Cool. Um, and if it has to, strive, if it if folks want more time to consider. Themselves or others, we can uh, have it up. We should offer it. Any further discussion? I didn't have any. Public comment. No public. All right. Public comment online. Right. Are there any members of the public who are present in the room today who wish to speak? See, no more proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public participating remotely wish to make a public comment on this item. Should now press star three to be added to the speaker queue. 
And seeing none, public comment on this item is closed. Let's move on. Okay, the next item is item six, discussion regarding the format and content of the guide for volunteer-based community tree watering programs. The speaker is Jesus Lozano, Urban Forestry Council Coordinator. The explanatory document is the Mission Verde model. This item is for discussion. All right. Uh, so we this actually be pretty brief. I think we just we discussed this at our um, uh, past full council meeting um, that we would like to take um, Mission Verde's model of community uh, tree watering program and produce a document from the Urban Forestry Council to help. Uh, promote like a standard version of that program to other uh, community groups, uh, volunteer groups, or like just interested individuals to like help be like one of the drivers of more community tree planting and with hopefully a much lower cost um, and a much larger investment from our from our communities. Um, what we so I printed out for all of you. Um, I copied over most of the information from uh, a slide deck that um, Josh Cliff uh, very graciously sent to us of a recent presentation that they made, kind of hoping to encourage folks to to adopt the model um, and adapted it into a few pages of a PDF and filled in some gaps where I had information for that, uh, but it is still in pretty rough draft form um, and would like your input um, in kind of redefining what this looks like um, or like where my efforts in making this document ready for publication would be best. I, I thought this was fine. Um, I sort of wonder if, so, so this is a good guide, right? Like a cookbook sort of step-by-step. Step. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it'd be helpful to have somewhere a little bit of an explanation for some of these steps. Um, mm -hmm. In other words, you know, why are you using water in cars? So, oh, because water is heavy. So you really don't want to rely on somebody having to lug around gallon jugs, things like that. Yeah. That's why you're going with cards. Cards have this advantage of having to be stored somewhere, but you know, this opens things up to a lot more people, right? Yeah. Because you know, for like things of that sort. Um, you know, tree care survival kit, um, you know, just like a single sentence that says to repair the stakes if you come across, right? Josh, I'm presuming that's this was about to fix the busted states if you come across any. Yeah, yes, yield time. Yes, <laughs> yes. But anyway, this is but, but this is fine. I, yeah, I didn't see anything here that's wrong. I would just kind of add maybe little notes for this is why a little more in depth, like yeah, yeah, narrative. But, but not yeah, not not really change this. This is good for somebody who's just going through a cookbook. Maybe put in like a box, you know, at the bottom of each section, like explanation. The trigger survival kit is mostly about fixing stakes. The advantage of cards is that they're easier for me to move. Now this disadvantage is you gotta store them. Yeah. So if some other model works for you, great, but just remember. 
Can I just add, is this yeah. like assuming that somebody like that, um, so it's like DeVos Triangle where they've already got like a group that's found funding and they're got like really motivated core volunteers who are like doing, trying to do the organizing and this is just a tool for them to like help figure out how to like implement or partner with, you know, do partner with the city to take on that part of the, the, the watering part of it, or is it supposed to be, I mean, because I think part of the cool thing with this is be having like helping groups, you know, the other neighborhood groups or community groups that want to do, right. you know, I think that the, the, the harder part of this is like figuring out where the money is coming from, getting the right, getting in front of the right people banging on the doors and, right. and also, uh, Organize the people to do it, which maybe that's you know totally different than what this is trying to do. I think this is like you know, yeah, it's a tool for people yeah, that are to organize. But well, I'm tool for folks that, like, that are already like this is like helping folks that are who've already got like a structure. And this it is that, but also I think it's like a really good engagement tool for empowering folks that aren't already organized. Uh, like yeah. I think how Spencer mentioned at our. Our last meeting, our last full council meeting, the potentially groups like Friends of Parks, they in theory already have places where they store their tools and are 10 minute walking distance from most people. So if a group like that was interested in housing these tools um, and volunteer managing uh, for a watering like watering program, like that could be like just kind of promoting that kind of effort to them as like a new uh, thing that they can do. I've also kind of like since half of my role here in the department is staffing this council, my other half of my role is more having an action plan uh, also related to urban forestry. So it's all kind of similar. Um, I've been kind of figuring out how to pitch this to Cal Fire as like a startup thing. Like, can you pay for equipment and a volunteer? manager where we can kind of start organizing those groups maybe from the city um, as like a volunteer opportunity similar to how rec park has like a pretty robust volunteer management for their like parklets and other yeah. other space you know like soft neighborhood stuff yeah I think like trying to add like another program to Fuff kind of maybe complicates them a lot more since they've already got like yeah, I, 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 yeah. um and maybe like maybe this allows yeah. us as a city and as a council to be more flexible about how we're reaching people. Um but yeah. So that that's just like yes for people that are already organized, but definitely not to be overlooked as a tool to like leverage new relationships. Um, but like just just for, for my notes sake, we're saying like add more narrative to this, like explaining why some of these decisions. I would just, I, that's my suggestion, but without like doubling the amount of text, I look through it and where there's things that make sense to you, but not necessarily to somebody who's Looking at this for the first time, I would add a little explanatory box, but maybe that's not necessary. I, I'm not, not especially um, wedded to that idea. That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, otherwise, this is complete as it stands. So, okay. Um, I like how it um, helps folks who might 
might be doing really well with recruiting interested neighbors or community members, but who might not have the the Excel prowess to like organize a spreadsheet like that or or create like a Google um, Google Docs or Google Sheets like format for that. And this is ready to go out of the box. Just you know, copy it over, change the names, and and I, I think that lowers the barriers to entry. Yeah. Since they don't have to do all of this kind of project design that uh, Josh and Kendra had to do, just kind of lets them plug right in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Can I just ask one one question? Did you guys did uh, off do the tree planting? Did you guys do the planting on Mission Verde? Mission Verde, like you actually put the trees around uh, 24th Street. Okay, and then you and so you put the gator bags and everything, and all that. Yeah, there were like the infrastructure was all there. Yeah. yeah. So this, this was like a mechanism of like tripling the amount of trees that could. It, no, I, I get it. I totally. I mean, I get it. I'm just trying to understand like another community as a model, a sort of step by step. That's a good point. I mean, we, that that's a, that's an important explanation for a little box. Like, how where this? What was the starting point? The starting point was the newly planted trees. And public member of the public will correct me, please, if I'm wrong. But the the starting point was newly planted trees that or, your group is now going to be watering. Nice three years. Funding for the trees being available. For the trees, yeah. And then this kind of program enabling that planting funding to go further. Again, I just think a little preface on that because there's probably people you're who right. do this. You're right. Can just, you know, use this and we're going to start this group watering yep. all these trees. No, you're right. right. But this, you know, like. No, you're right. The, the preface, like, your street is getting new trees. You should be involved. Okay, so then I think the section that is missing here at the beginning uh, would be to engage with either uh, Buff or Friends of the Urban Forest or Climate Action Now, whoever has tree planting funding, to identify planting areas that they already have planned um, and where that aligns with their neighborhood. Um, and like, Kind of meeting about that to 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 define this planting area and collaboration with. So that's a, a bit more of a difficult task, I think, for someone kind of jumping into this. But I guess that is definitely important to as a first step to this guide. Okay. Yeah, you the rest of my side tree to share. Or we Discussion. Yeah, we just open it to public public comment and then discussion. Oh, no, he's just for the for clarity, the chair is welcome to invite um, oh. participant to speak and to not be limited to the yeah. three minute timer um, at their discussion. Thank you, thank you, Kyle. Yes, I would invite our member of the public to fill us in on anything we might have missed um, and add any insight that we may be lacking. Well, I mean, I provided the materials, so I personally think they're very comprehensive, but I think, you know, <laughs> I think one of the suggestions I would make, Jesus, and I'd be happy to talk with you more about this mm -hmm. separately, is creating an explainer video 
um, because it's a way that it's a, it's a much more sort of interactive way of engaging. People, I think, are much more likely to watch something yeah. for three minutes than they are to read something. Um, I watch your video. See? I Case in point. So this is what I'm saying is I think, you know, just in the world that we live in, being able to share a link like that yeah. is really powerful. And then you can even, like, have more in-depth materials in the description of the video. Or you could even do, like, a three-part, like, here's the overview, here's the nuts and bolts, then here's whatever. Like, you, I, I just, I would suggest that um, the materials have an explainer video of some kind. And again, I, I, I've made dozens of these because over the years of my public advocacy, advocacy I've had to. So I'm happy to talk to you about that because I know it's only kind of Anyway, <laughs> I know it's a lot of work. Um, that's just one suggestion. The other suggestion I wanted to kind of just drop in here. Uh, I met with John Sway this morning because I was really wanting to talk about the grant and to sort of find out kind of, you know, now that we got basically less than a third of what we asked for was the plan. And one of the things that he talked about was, well, obviously we know that this is going to disadvantage communities. That's the whole focus of this grant. The Inflation Reduction Act, $12 million grant, just so it's clear. Right? Yes. Um, and he mentioned, you know, he had gotten a call from someone from the District 2, the District 2 the Supervisor's Office to talk about the grant. And sort of how does that play in? Now you're thinking, what are you talking about here, Josh? I want to just sort of like throw a whole bunch of things together that in my mind make perfect sense. You've got District 2 where there is flat ground, people with money and people with presumably time, let's say, versus District 10, where you have flat ground, but that doesn't uh, you have less money less time. And that's where we find. Uh, I would suggest that a way of talking about this Mission Verde model would be in the neighborhoods that have the time, the money, and the flat ground to suggest that rather than you can take this money and plant three times as many trees in your neighborhood by handling the watering, you can take this, you can take this, you know, get the money for the tree planting. Say you want to plant 20 trees in District 2. You water them. And we're going to take the money that would have gone to watering to District 10. And in that way, you've created sort of this model that not just engages the community in their own tree care, but engages them in cross-city, cross uh, cross-culturally, um, and is a way of stretching budget and achieving environmental justice um, and it gets them to commit to that watering because if they don't, then they're directly impacting um, less advantaged, disadvantaged communities. And does this make sense? Mm. Here's yeah, so. So, um, you know, and what's sort of ironic about it is this is really, this is what trees do. They, they have roots that share resources. They're not islands. We're not island districts are not islands. The city is not built of islands. And so the idea is to use a model like this, and I suppose any other models that we come up with, to effectively build a root system 
where one district that has more resources shares that with other districts that don't by pushing a watering cart. So that's something I just wanted to share as part of this discussion of Mission Verde because we know how to do it now. We don't need to, what did you call it, project development, whatever the words that the words right. use, but to start thinking of it in a more holistic city application. Mm -hmm. So, and then I, you know, I don't know how that, that may be something that You know, you can try that out and in, 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 in. the other thing about this is this is kind of takes it back also to funding. Mm -hmm. Because now you've got different supervisors from just different districts who have an investment in this from different angles, not just add trees, right? Um, and maybe some more support for that for the board of supervisors when it comes to your budget system. Yeah, I think one thing that we were talking about this week was how uh, when when we tell folks whether they want some kind of attention or government services or something, um, and they look at the math, and you're not you're not in a priority area. They hear like you're not a priority to us. If you have something to offer them, say like I can't I can't. Do this, but I can offer you this. This is something that I can direct you towards. You can talk to Bob. You could um, emulate Mission Verde. Uh, things like that helps helps to keep that conversation moving forward. Not like a not, you're never going to get a tree like it's dead. It's, you can do it. Just the things you can pursue. I'm curious. I think like at a, at a uh, practical level, how you would is that. Do you think this would be something that we would that that, that there would be basically on above DPW and the kind of street tree around that kind of uh, the, the uh, funding might be um, all right funding would be going to uh, through buffer buff to the I mean buffer generally buffer uh, to the individual community level or district level and then from there it's like working with soups to like figure out what those neighborhood groups are that can help support a program like this that would help extend funding or certainly logistically how you know because there's, there's individual like uh requests that always come into whether it's planning or or nick and uh, what i'm what i'm here which is i think sounds cool would be that it'd be like a more holistic and integrated approach where you're looking at like you know the it, it's it's not just that one request that's already coming from you know a, a wealthier district because they know they can shake that tree because there's money right now but it's also like i don't know how do you push that back out i mean i think the example like you know so i think the exact machinations of the ira grant i realize that there are because of its grant it's got yeah it's got constraints I, not to say that that couldn't happen in, in some way, but let's just take it back to the mission very model and say the call that John got this morning. Mm -hmm. What if John was able to say, hey, tell you what, I can't, we, we can't use the IRA grant in District 2, but I've got a proposal for you. You've got your, you know, obviously they're calling because their constituents are calling. They're not just, you know, wasting yeah. time. Right. 
So there's interest in district two. So what if John says, hey, I got an idea. If you, if your office can go to these people, whoever's calling you and say, look, this grant can't apply you. We've got this great idea. Why don't you, you people in district two who can probably pony it up, you know, you want to plant 20 trees. You pony up the money for 20 trees. And we're going to make this a Nicole environmental justice, environmental justice initiative where, you know, you do this work that then funds this environmental justice in this other part of the city. I mean, people want to do good. Yeah. And this is the thing, you know, it's the thing that I've learned through my personal experience with Commission Verde is it's, it's just it's so much more than watering trees. Um, it's building community and it's a lot of healing, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, just a thought. Um, just to to add to that, because I've been kind of thinking about that quite a bit as well. Like, what do we continue to tell people that don't have funding to plant in their neighborhood because they're most likely already pretty well planted? Uh, I haven't had time to pursue it very much, but again, Friends of the Urban Forest operated on this model of pay to play for mm -hmm. decades. They have it well documented. It would be much of like it's all on paper copies and binders in their offices somewhere, but they have it, it's there and it was successful for 30 years. Uh, we can, similar to how we're doing this for the Mission Breda model, like produce a version of that mm -hmm. to provide folks. Yeah, because that's another way to, you know, that's a different way to do this where you've got like the FUF model where it's like, the individual or like the trees in front of your house, right. you got a hose somewhere, you, you know, you can commit to dragging your hose out once a week. Or like organize your neighbors to plant your whole block for less money than it would have costed to just plant your own tree. Like kind of also force them to really consider. Like what I thought what you were saying too is that like districts who, could have, who can have the organizations and or the and, and or the community groups could like adopt a mission Verde model that you know uses a third of money instead of and then there's additional funding for other neighborhoods where there's or other locations where you need yeah. to have a watering system. Well, what, okay. One thing that's given us pause with planting is the watering commitment. So we won't plant unless we know we have capacity to water it there. Yeah. But our staff are in FUPS can water it. Right. In FUP, a couple weeks ago, doubled the watering capacity of the new watering truck, which is moving needles. Uh, but also, um, by, by having communities commit to watering, it flips that constraint. And we could use something that, that it's not designated towards disadvantaged communities like in loop fees and fines or some kind of other citywide tree planting funding or district specific greening funds that they've set aside. And we could use those funds in those places because the, the IRA grant has got to go in very specific hmm. Yeah, I think the way George described it, this opens up city capacity. So by doing your own watering in District 2, you're opening up the city's capacity in plant trees in District 10. Exactly. 
think that's a that's a good way of framing it. Ideally, the city would plant your trees in the district too, so it's not. But what Hess just mentioned, yeah, there is a pay-to-play model, and that maybe we need to, you know, once again look at that. Um, but I think you know, like when they when they call when they call your permit center, they or the supervisor calls John, and it, the city still holds the cards. You can you you can permit a tree or not. Planting, you can still have them. You can say, look, priority right now are in these are in these neighborhoods where we have to plant because because racism. Okay, you know. um, so we can we can get your permits, but this is the model we want. We would like you to follow. Can you are you buy into that? Will you buy into? You're gonna you know we'll put it in Luffy toward this toward these 10, 20 basins. But the trade off for bumping you to the top of that of that planting list is, is that you do the watering so that we yep. can claw back yep. two thirds of that money. To yep. District 10. That's that's the that's the model of opening up capacity for and you can do that. <laughs> you have the right to give them a We've been doing that on a if you'll water the tree in front of your house, but uh, this watering cart model is allows for a much broader planting yeah. across. Meaning you put the tree in as long as they water. Yeah, yeah. Not, I've been very slow on that. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you tie it directly to an environmental justice angle, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's rather than say it's cheaper if you do it this way, we get to it quicker. And here's what's going to happen with the other two groups. Yeah, and the inspectors have been working that into their positions. But if this is an option, so like leveraging your time, leveraging permitting discretion to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite frame it like that. But yes, in essence, um, framing the discussion in citywide terms and how a mission narrative type local community engagement enables the city to focus resources in neighborhoods that have fewer resources and allows the trees to also be planted in these neighborhoods that have higher resources. So it's a win-win-win, right? Everybody gets something out of it, and the neighborhoods that have more potential for engagement commit to being engaged. Mm -hmm. So the neighbors win, they number one get the trees, then number two get the community. The city wins because we now have more trees overall, and the neighborhoods with less resources win because the city now prioritizes um, that, that there's opened up resources for those specifically for those things. Okay. Josh was more um, more uh, rhetorically uh, polished than I did. That's, yeah. that's that's how I would frame it. It's it's maybe delete pay to play and leverage. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basic, I mean, it's a paper play is not a good way of phrasing it, but it's, it, it is, it is, it is a perfectly valid model for someone like Fuff, 
I'm not saying the city should necessarily, but fund. Say like the self-funded by the community. Yeah, self-funded where, 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 that's, that's, that's yeah. what I mean, but I guess, so, sorry for, for, it for wording it so like, crudely. Steeped in corruption. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because it would yes, be well, led by the FBI and the ex. Community funded, <laughs> like. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, like that—that's how the, the friendly reform as well did operate. It was through the community, like some amount of money, inputting from everybody that was receiving the tree, just like subsidizing each other. Um, I mean, the difference is obviously happening because now that the expectation is when the tree is planted, it's the wars. Yeah, I mean that's and I because I know how I viscerally felt that shift over twenty years. Over that transition period. Yeah. So um, that's kind of why, yes, that model worked then, but now the expectation has changed. It's like that model plus the watering. So, in a way, it's taking it back to that model, mm -hmm. but amplifying it because now we have the Mission Verde model. Mm -hmm. So, like combining. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, Leveraging actually is the right word. It's just people don't like it. So yeah, yeah it's it sounds manipulative. Yeah, sounds and I do agree with all that. I, mean, I do think that the, the one difference is that like this, you have to have that. You know, you have to have cheer. You have to have, like people that are organized and you. I mean, and I think there's plenty, tons, and tons of people around the city that jump on this model. It doesn't happen. It's not one person in the neighborhood. Right. It's got to be a group. Yeah. Okay. We fund FUPS outreach. They do well. They can promote that as well. Okay. And, and they have a, you can sign up saying you want a tree, and then they, they get clusters of interested people together. How much can I do that? How much did you guys do? Would you estimate all the, your equipment for this cost? So, so um the card is like what five hundred bucks? It's a custom thing. No, I no. think they're like two fifty, but then yeah. I I had the carpenters build those boxes, which are helpful because it uses the gravity pressure. Uh cart and the spanner wrenches are pretty cheap. The um houses are donated. <laughs> Fire adapter. Yeah, I, I was cool with paying for the cards, but I aligned too hard across to supply folks with <laughs> <laughs> uh, fire hydrants. But if, if communities want to figure out how they access the water, folks really. I did not. I mean, seven of the cards, it's not a. It's not a but Josh, did the city pay for for those things, or did you have to fundraise? The city paid for the carts. Okay. And if they break down, good money. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so that and once we reach the end of our three years, yeah. And it turns out there there's a group of mechanics who fix bikes for the city. I had no idea that it even existed, and we had them fix the tires and pack up. Okay. Well. Flat three tires, and then like pushing a cart full of water on the flat. Oh no! It's terrible. 
Sure. The flat creed tires are a little heavier and not as cushioned. But it's the trade-off here with All right. All right. Public comments. Okay. Do we have any public comment on this item in the meeting room? Let's see if the Ethics Commission has been listening in. <laughs> Members of the public participating remotely should now uh, press star three to be added to the queue. All right, and seeing none, public comment on this item is closed. Very good. I would like to thank everybody for your participation. And with that, Kyle, right, thank us. Item is item seven, new business future agenda items. This item is for discussion. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, as was mentioned in the public comment, we will be talking about the resolution, the, the tree removal moratorium resolution. That one. I think we discussed that would go to, uh, to full to full council the next meeting. All right, so that is going to full. Um, if uh, in the interim, I think if we might want to if we want to work with wordsmith anything, uh, it should be done ahead of that council. Yes, we had like they've been wanting conversation about what people would be willing to support and then adjustment to that resolution before so. So back in August, we talked about uh, updating our communications goals, which we talked about tonight. Uh, and then you or you had talked about research on sidewalk parking. Oh, that's Jesus um, and I said we would we would try to. Yeah. Yes, I have that the front yard paving. Um, we can bring that up if you want. Yeah, sure. I feel like I should bring some. Sure, we can do a we can do a ten minutes thing on frontier paving, and then if you have your own people to talk about sidewalk parking, yeah, we can do that too. So you want to invite someone from the little city for that too? So from the little city, I feel like they've I've seen things written about that from them before, but have not been able to locate it on their website since they post so much stuff. <laughs> But uh, we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. And then he says we, we would do a tree planting budget presentation, which we did. Knocking it out. Okay. Any other future items? Not at the moment. I mean, we need to look at that um, strategic plan and especially the that idea that Andrew brought up the 20 years of U, a UFC and council as a voice for urban trees. And we might. Just do a paragraph about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Public comment. Okay. Do we have any public in the meeting? Public comment in the meeting room? Okay. Seeing none, we'll proceed to remote public comment. And uh, seeing no members of the public joining remotely, public comment on the side of closed. Let's move on. Okay, the next item is item eight, adjournment. This meeting is adjourned. The time is 6 or 9 p.m. Thank you for joining us. All right, thank you all. Thank you, Kyle.